Hey, hey, amazing business owners. Welcome back to another episode of Business Straight Up. We are going to talk today about something that really, really terrifies a lot of people. This is part five in the eight part series of must have skills to truly see success in your business. And today we're going to get into it. Are you ready? We're going to talk about deep breath sales. Oh man, I know so many people are really, really afraid to actually sell whatever it is that they do, which is hilarious to me because how are you going to make an income doing what you do if you're not going to sell it, right? If people come to you for a product or a service and you don't actually sell it to them, you can't make any revenue. It's just not going to happen. Revenue doesn't happen without sales. And in order to meet your revenue goals, we have to be selling something. We have to be offering something and offering value that our ideal clients will want and need. So we are going to talk all about sales today. I know it seems kind of scary. I do want to invite you to join us in the challenge that's happening next month. Head on over to boldwithbrook.com slash workshop. It is going to be a four-day challenge with a masterclass at the end. We're going to talk all about email marketing and sales so that we can put everything together so you can see how this can really work for you in your business. I'm really excited about this class. I think it's going to be amazing and I would love to see you there. Until then, let's head into this episode all about sales. I promise you we're going to break it down. (laughs) Hey, hey there, awesome people. I am Brooke Summer and you are listening to Business Straight Up the podcast for creative entrepreneurs to learn, connect, grow, and build the business and life that they dream of. Welcome. Let's get going and dive right in. Good morning. Welcome back, amazing business owners, to another episode of Business Straight Up which by the way, will soon be changing. You'll see a new name very soon. I want to apologize if you hear me sounding a little froggy today. I have actually been kind of sick, but I've been putting this off and I just can't put it off anymore. I am committed to getting these episodes out to you. And today's episode is part five in the eight part series of must have skills for success in business. Today, we are going to chat about something that strikes fear into the heart of so many people, especially creatives that go into business. We're going to talk all about sales. First of all, I just want to kind of nudge you and let's say, let's just sit down. Like we're having a cup of coffee. We're just girlfriends sitting around a table, having a cocktail. Maybe there's a nice cheese board in the middle. And we're going to talk about why people really don't want to do sales. Like The real reason that people don't want to talk about, but like is really underneath everything, because ultimately it has nothing to do with a lack of skill. It's fear. And it's so funny to me when we have things that we're afraid of because we latch onto reasons that could be the actual root when it's not fear. No, no, I'm not afraid of sales. I just don't know how. I'm just not a good salesperson. It's just not something I'm good at. It's just not part of my personality. That's my favorite one. (laughs) Let's just be real for a second. Sales, selling things, being a salesperson is just a skill. 
and a skill that is like any other skill that you have ever learned in your life, like riding a bike, like driving a car, like writing your name, or any other skill that you may have learned or you may want to learn in your life. There is no personality type that you have to be. There is no specific Enneagram number that you have to be. There is no specific moon phase that will make you magically better in sales. There is no magic mystical being that is going to bestow the sales skill onto your head so that, bam, you're all of a sudden really, really good at it. Being great at sales is just a skill. And just like any other skill, it's a combination of learning, practicing, failing, practicing some more. And one of those things I just said is what strikes fear into the heart of so many people and keeps them from doing what they really need to do to get where they really want to go in their life. Failing, or more specifically, the fear of failing. So many of us don't reach for our bigger goals because we're terrified of failing. And so many business owners that I see are creatives that have gone into business that are terrified of sales because they don't want to fail. They don't want someone to say something mean to them. They don't want to tell someone that this costs this amount and have someone come back at them and be nasty to them. And sometimes people are dicks. I mean, again, a girlfriend conversation. We're just going to put it out there. Sometimes people are rude and that it just is what it is. But fear of failing is not a reason to stop you from going for your biggest dreams. So let's just embrace this now. Okay, take a deep breath, take a drink of your cocktail, or take a deep breath. You can drive in your kids to school, walk in your dog, stop for just a sec, put your hands on your heart, and take a deep breath. You are going to fail. You're going to have someone tell you, that's crazy. I can't believe you charged that. And guess what? That will happen at all price points, both good and bad. If you charge $50 for 10 hours of work, which is absolutely not a livable wage in the United States, people are going to say that you're too expensive because really, if you wanted to help people, you should just be doing it for free. If you charge $10,000 for 10 hours of work, you're going to have people saying that you're gouging people and charging way too much. And in both instances, you're also going to have people that say you don't charge enough. If someone is objecting to the price of something, usually it's because they don't see the value in it. And on the other side of that, you will have people that look at your pricing and wonder what's wrong with you because it's too low. Pricing is crazy subjective. And quite frankly, it should be its whole own podcast episode. And while I would love to say that it's separate from sales, the bottom line is that if you're not secure and confident in your pricing, you will always feel super kind of slimy when it comes to selling. After all, it will feel really, really weird and awkward to ask for $3,000 for a specific product and service if you don't actually believe that it's worth it, right? I have run my photography studio for 13 years now. I am not the cheapest photographer in Colorado. As a matter of fact, I might be the most expensive photographer in Colorado. I'm sure there's someone out there that's higher than I am. I know there are in other states. I don't know of them. And either way, it's really irrelevant whether I know them or not. I charge what I do based on my experience, the experience that I offer my clients, and most of all, the value that I offer to my clients. And make no mistake, that value is not just in the products and images that I produce. So what the hell does that mean? 
To be truly excellent when it comes to sales, you really have to believe in what you're selling. We have all known that person that is selling something super shady. And I'm not going to call anyone out in particular because let's be real, some of these things that are being sold rather aggressively are a little ridiculous. Now, I say that from my own perspective because I don't care for the products, but there are people that truly believe that this is the answer to whatever issue someone is experiencing. There have even been documentaries that are coming out now about some of these shady sales practices, especially in downlines to get people into the system to begin with. And because these people really, really believe in these products, they have zero issues selling them. And they do so in ways that are really annoying and really, really questionable because they love and believe in these products, whatever they are, regardless of how anyone else feels about them. I have a friend who years ago was pregnant and her baby was born stillborn. She was absolutely devastated, as any of you can imagine, what an experience to have to go through. Three months after that happened, one of these people reached out to her and said, are you ready to lose that baby weight? Because have I got a shake for you? Oh my gosh, if I can tell you that if I knew this person in person, like if I was there in person... I might have slapped her. Like, I cannot even imagine saying that to someone having gone through this experience. And this is some of the sales techniques that are being leveraged for some of these products. It feels so slimy and gross. I cannot even imagine saying that to someone. Like, I'm not doing this one on video just because, like, I'm still in PJs and stuff. But if you could see me, like, I'm literally just cringing right now. No one wants to be that person, right? And I would imagine that if this person would have known about that experience, she probably wouldn't have done that either. Because like, ew, that's just shady as hell. But she reached out because she really believes in this product. Now, I am not suggesting that you do that at all. Please know that. I want to make sure that you are walking your clients through what is best for them. And we're going to walk through all of that. But first up, I have kind of a funny story for you about one of my sales experiences. But before I share, I actually have a favor to ask. I've been working on getting my podcast reviews up. And for some reason, iTunes just removed about 30 of them. I had 64. Now I'm down to 39. And it really happened suddenly. I'm not sure why. But I'd love to get those back up closer to 100, shall we? So if any of you remember back in the day listening to public radio or watching PBS, I know I'm totally aging myself here, but they had telethons where they would talk for like a half hour and then do a show and then talk more and ask for donations, right? And you could pledge like $5 a month or $10 a month. And podcast reviews are basically the equivalent of the donation when it comes to this free platform and free information. And the good news is there's no donation necessary. Doing a podcast review is completely free. And while the podcast is on several platforms, iTunes tends to be the large platform where those reviews matter a lot. So if you would please leave me a review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it. You can even pause here and I'll wait while you head over to boldwithbrook.com slash iTunes to leave a review. Did you leave one? <laughs> Thank you in advance for those reviews. So now on to my funny story. So I shared with you kind of a shady sales story. This one is kind of funny. So back in the day, circa 2000, I wasn't even old enough to drink, you guys. I was like 20, I think right before I hit 21. 
I was actually third in the nation for the direct sales company that I worked for. Yes. Yep. 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 And wait for it because it wasn't Tupperware or Mary Kay. I sold adult toys. Now I used to joke that I did fuckerware parties instead of Tupperware. And I was really, really, really good at it. I remember driving way into the mountains at night because these parties usually happened at night. And it's about a two hour drive from my home. And this was during snowstorms in the mountains with bins full of my product in the back because that instant gratification is wonderful. So I used to take all this stuff with me. It was really nerve wracking. And I used to wonder if I was in an accident with these lovely products just be strewn on the highway. Like what would the headline say? Woman crashed into snowdrift and I'm just going to like censor this because I don't know what the rules are, but blank does were everywhere. I cracked myself up while white knuckling that drive down the mountains in a freaking blizzard. They closed the road behind me. That's how bad it was. So yes, I was third in the nation in sales. And this was way before so many of the current companies. It was basically a wholesale retail relationship, not necessarily the direct sales things that you see now with like downlines and pyramids and stuff, but I was very, very good at selling these items. My parties were legendary. I even had three generations at one party, and I even did parties that most of my counterparts wouldn't do, like parties for gay men or for couples, and we had a ball. Like We had so much fun, and when I say we had a ball, it's like a party ball, not another ball. (laughs) I know we're talking naughty stuff here, but yes, I am pretty good at sales overall. And I have been since I was little. I was selling Girl Scout cookies. I sold candy bars. I sold face painting, but I would not have been third in the nation trying to sell makeup or weight loss shakes. Why? Because I don't really believe in it. I enjoy it. I mean, I like makeup. I use it. I like the way it makes me look and feel. I enjoy putting it on but I'm just not super excited about it. It's not something that I really want to sell to other people. I don't hate it. I know that other people have a passion for it. It's just not my thing. Empowering women to embrace their power and sensuality, that is definitely my thing. And in about 2000, that came in the form of reminding women that they could enjoy their bodies unapologetically. In 2009, I started working with women and reminding themselves that they are beautiful no matter what this world tells them by showing them images of themselves in my boudoir studio. In 2016, I started teaching women business skills to remind them that they're powerful and they can run their businesses in the way that serves themselves and their families to make an income while creating their own hours, rules, and businesses. This is an ongoing theme in my life. Do you guys see the pattern here? And something that I'm truly passionate about. And so it's very, very easy for me to sell these things because I'm 100% all in with this message and the value that I have offered and still do my customers, clients, and students. So that brings me to the four things you must know about sales to be successful in your business. Are we ready? Number one, mindset over tactics. Always. Do you love what you're selling? How do you really feel about the experience that you offer your clients? How does your client feel about the overall experience and final product? Know and embrace that things are not personal. If someone tells you no, you either didn't do a good job of figuring out what they needed and wanted, or the experience or product that you offer isn't a good fit. It may not be that it's not a good fit at all. 
Maybe it's just not now, but either way, it's not personal. It's not a good fit. Be okay with that and move on. Remember, you are going to fail. Remember, take that deep breath. Take a drink of your coffee, your cocktail, have a piece of cheese, whatever. Remember, you are going to fail. You might even fail miserably. I know I have. I've shed a lot of tears. But you cry for a few minutes. I like to set a timer so I'm not wallowing. You pick yourself back up. You look at the situation so you can learn from it. You move on and keep going. Mindset over tactics. The way that you manage your thoughts has an effect on everything in your business, especially sales. Number two, ask questions constantly. Be insanely curious so that you can know someone's needs and wants and meet them where they're at. Sales is not about selling someone something they don't want or need. And that is why so many people are afraid of sales. They don't want to be too salesy. They don't want to be that shady person contacting someone to lose weight after a stillborn baby because that is some bullshit and no one wants to be that person. And the reality is that when you're great at selling, you're not salesy at all. You are not going to be that used car salesman. You're finding out what someone needs and wants and seeing if you're a good fit. If what you have to offer is a good fit for what they need. I have turned clients away when I don't think they're a good fit because I know in the end, it's going to be a shitty situation for both of us. Okay. They're going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. It'll be energy wasted. And who wants that? Constantly ask questions. Get really, really curious about your ideal clients. What do they need? What do they want? Do they need a specific piece? Do they need a specific service, a specific time? Ask the questions you need to be asking and do not be afraid to ask them. Number three, create and follow a process that is repeatable, but also don't be afraid to change it up when something doesn't work. And this is where I'm going to throw in a shameless plug for my new challenge and masterclass that is coming up next month. Because if you have no idea how to set up this process or you have one that's not working, I would love to help you with this. Go to boldwithbrook.com slash workshop to sign up. And I would be happy to walk you through this because we're going to go through all of it next month. Number three is create and follow a process that is repeatable and don't be afraid to change it up when something doesn't work. Or if you need to update things, practice constantly, all the time. Ask a family member or friend to walk through the sales process with you. Tell them to push back. Ask them to give you the common objections that you get so that you can walk through the discovering questions with them and figure out where the real objection is. Number four, be the expert and the guide. Know your process, your value, and your products extremely well. Remember that friend or family member that's going to help you out? Encourage them to ask you questions. Well, what is this really made of? Why are you so much more expensive than someone else? Why would I hire you? Why would I want that? Encourage them to ask the hard questions so that you're used to them and it doesn't render you entirely speechless. When you've heard these questions before, they're not going to shock you. You're going to be able to walk through the process in your head so that you can answer them coherently and in a way that serves your client. Remember, any skill you want to learn requires practice to really master it. Guide your clients to what will best meet their needs and wants. You are the expert. 
They don't know what they don't know. And if they're coming to you, you obviously have something to offer them. So don't leave them hanging. Don't sell them something just to sell them. Don't be shady. Don't be that person. Get to know them and use your expertise to guide them to the right options for them. I want to throw in a quick note here for my beautiful business owners out there. I work primarily with creative females who run businesses, a lot of photographers, and I know that when we are artists, we are very, very closely tied to our work. And when someone says something negative about our work, our process, or our value, it feels like a personal attack, right? And we are just like, why would you say that to me? It's really hard sometimes to even fight back tears. For people who are socialized and raised as women in our culture, we are especially encouraged to be pretty and likable. (laughs) Remember, you want to be a nice girl, right? I want to encourage you to embrace kindness, but know that you are allowed to speak back to these things, to say something when someone speaks up against you. And it may just be, it's okay if it's not a good fit for you. I completely understand. You do not have to change who you are or what you do simply because someone else doesn't like it. Kindness is always a good thing, but you don't have to be a doormat. Know your worth. Know the value that you offer your clients and walk them through your process with curiosity and love. Truly connecting with your clients will help you to not only be better at sales, but to be able to grow in the other must-have skills as well, like relationships and marketing and resilience. And there's a little spoiler for one of the upcoming pieces, if you are listening closely. (laughs) I do want to take just a moment to call your attention to something you will be seeing very soon. The name of this podcast will be changing right now. It is called business straight up, but I wanted something a little bolder and more connected to me. Something that felt more aligned with what I love, what I'm passionate about in helping women step into their power to really kick ass in their businesses. So when you log on soon and you see a new image with a new name, don't be alarmed. You're still in the right place. As a recap, here are the four things you must know and practice about sales to truly be successful in your business. Number one, mindset over tactics always. Number two, ask questions constantly. Be very, very curious about your clients and what they need and want. Number three, create and follow a process and then practice. And number four, Be the expert and guide that your clients are looking for. Remember, there's a reason they contacted you. If it was something they knew how to do, or even more importantly, wanted to do, they would have done it themselves. Guess what? I'm a really great cook. I love to bake and cook. I'm really good at it, but I still love going out to eat. Just because we can do something doesn't mean we want to. Meet your clients where they're at. Ask questions, learn more about them and then sell them the best option for them. Be confident in what you're selling. Love your process and your product and what you do. Believe in it fully because that will overcome so many issues that we seem to have when it comes to sales. If you were listening to this podcast episode and you're like, Brooke, get out of my brain, (laughs) you will want to make sure to sign up for the Challenge and Masterclass that is coming up next month. It's coming up in like two short weeks. We will be talking all about email marketing and sales, and I will be opening up my brand new option to work with me. 
Go to boldwithbrook.com slash workshop to sign up. It is free and we'll walk you through the basic foundational steps to start building your email list, which is a must have digital asset for your business. We're also going to talk about sales and what goes into that email list. What does it all even look like? We're going to walk through all of it. If you finish this episode and you're like, oh, I know she told me before, but what was that address to leave a review? Don't worry. I got you. (laughs) Head on over to boldwithbrook.com slash iTunes to leave a review. This podcast is a free resource. Those reviews are kind of like podcast currency. A big, huge thank you. And I so appreciate them. I cannot wait to see what you do with your business. Sales is just a skill that anyone can learn. You don't have to be a certain personality type. You don't have to be an extrovert or an introvert or an Enneagram, whatever. Anyone can learn to sell, especially when you really, really, really love what you do. You too can be amazing at sales. And I can't wait to hear your stories all about how you're changing and growing in selling your clients what they need and want most. If you'd like to share, come on over to boldwithbrook.com slash community. That is our little corner of Facebook where we hang out, get questions answered. I even do live coaching once a week. So head on over there. I can't wait to see what you do with your business and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to Business Straight Up. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Check out the show notes for this and all of the episodes at businessstraightuppodcast.com. And I can't wait to talk with you again. Have a great day. Mm